welcome back to the Mad About Movies VIP Club. Now here's one of your hosts, Kent, Brian, or Richard. Welcome to the VIP Bar, Club, Grill, Lounge, and uh, Richard, what do we have tonight for the VIPs? We have a Comp USA. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. We got, we bought, we got the rights. Man. Six, seven bucks, maybe? Like, you could definitely get that for cheap, right? Yeah. That would be... A domain name's got to be available. I would, I would assume. Okay, cool. CompUSA. Well, I haven't thought about one of those in in ages. Um, we are here. This is a kit free episode. Uh, so that's. I mean, congratulations to. I would guess the majority of you who are not Kent's mom. Yeah. Uh, all pretty juiced Absolutely. about. Absolutely. The emails we get, man. Like, <laughs> this show would be my favorite, but yeah. if not for Kent and like, yeah, that you guy. Know. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um we are here without Kink. This is the beginning. It it's 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 Brian and Richard, just in case this is the first time you've ever listened to a VIP episode. Uh Kent's not here. He's got uh some sort of viral infection uh in a body part. No, he's <laughs> football season starting and uh so Kent works for the athletic. He does a lot of football stuff, and uh, so it's, he's he's busy tonight. He got a he got his his real job podcast got uh, got rescheduled, and so he's missing tonight. So he missed this whole week. If you're a main feed subscriber as well, so you you've had a kit free week, and again, congratulations to you. Congratulations to yeah, us. But he will be back as soon as possible. Yeah, exactly. So if you are a kit fan, don't worry, he'll be back. He'll be back. Um, as soon as we get this legal issue resolved, but. Yeah. Uh, and the the fungal infection, <laughs> right? Right. It's a double whammy, really. Um, mm-hmm. But on the flip side, it' lucky that it you know they both hit at the same time, you know, because you'd you'd hate to. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you don't want to stack those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's easier just to recover from both. <laughs> that's right, for sure. <laughs> that's right. Uh, well, Richard and I are here to talk about the 35th anniversary of a little movie called Stand by Me, um, starring River Phoenix, Will Wheaton, Will Wheaton. Uh, Jerry O'Connell, Corey Feldman, directed by Rob Reiner, based on a novella by American treasure Stephen King. Uh, this is a movie that I don't think has ever come up in our conversations, Richard, either on the air or off the air. So I have yeah. literally no idea where you stand uh, yeah. on this one. So uh, let's let's go right, let's get right to it. Let's go right to sure. it. Give me your background on Stand by Me. Yeah, I mean, as you know, this is. This is the exact kind of movie I hate, Um, (laughs) pretty much, right? I don't hate this movie. I mean, it's very well done, and it's a really kind of cool, seminal movie in a lot of ways, but this sort of like earnest, (laughs) sort of sentimental look at at coming of age um, with with some sort of trauma, (laughs) you know, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's not Richard content conversely though it's extreme bryant content sure. so i i like sure. though i we've never discussed this movie i can only assume that it's you have some sort of tattoo of it somewhere <laughs> um <laughs> uh but yeah it's a it's a rob reiner movie who rob reiner is a a real favorite of kent's right yeah kent's a i know, big rob I know. it's a bummer bummer for him to be absent on i think yeah um i like rob reiner too he's he's made a lot of a, a great films and you know some terrible ones as well mm-hmm. as as most directors have by the way for sure. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a really weird movie. Then it it fits in that thing where it seems older than it is because of the time period. Mm. Um, and it 
you kind of forget that it's an 80s movie even though there is there's a some slight feathering of some hair <laughs> um you know there's a little some t- you know those that river hair yeah you know probably but it's some of the best child acting you'll ever see um the cast is is really uh is really strong and i think carries this really well not that it's not well written and it's a cool stephen king story as you mentioned but it's it's a pretty talented young t- cast really um no pun intended coming of age together at, at, at the perfect time you know uh, River Phoenix would go on to be a huge star, gone too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kiefer, John Cusack, Will Wheaton, um, Corey Feldman all all went on to uh, maybe not <laughs> success forever, but uh, you know, this was a real launching pad for a lot of young actors. So, so it's uh, it's rewatching it in the last week or so. I kind of broke it up over three days just because of schedule and stuff, and I was like, man, this really is pretty impressive mm-hmm. for. Sure. Um, the age of these kids it's that part holds up the best so anyway those are my kind of general thoughts we'll get into yeah. as we kind of go through the plot and everything but what about you what what is your is this and oh i didn't really see this until i was like 20 okay um for whatever you know yeah as we always talk about the <laughs> availability of vhs sure. as being as it was sure, yeah. uh yeah uh so yeah so that might be part of that i'm a little cold to it but i think it's a really really well-made cool movie in a lot of ways too what about you yeah this is one of the the kind of outliers on these throwbacks where i don't really remember my introduction to it it just is Mm -hmm. it's kind of always felt like a movie that's just always been there it's like a part of the cultural zeitgeist i guess and and for uh, me literally because we both turned 35 this year yeah (laughs) yeah seriously yeah i mean uh for me i'm like whatever four years older than that but like that's the I just, I don't know, like a lot, most of the time when we do these throwbacks, I can tell you, yeah, I saw this for the first time, you know, somewhere in this range or with these people or whatever. Right. Um, this isn't really one of them. It's just, it's, it's just has always been. And, um, you know, I'm sure I saw many of the movies that draw from this, um, before I saw this one, you know, the Goonies and, and, uh, the yeah. Sandlot and, uh, and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's very much um it's a it's a super influential movie and so i kind of knew all the 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 tropes and the the beats of it probably before i ever saw it but yeah it's it's a a movie i've seen many many times um and it's it's almost one that like i would say that the i don't know if this makes sense but the its reputation is better than the movie is, but it deserves mm-hmm. the reputation at the same time. Like, yeah, it's a strange. Yeah, strange that's sensation. a really interesting way to look at it. That that's fair. So I had there was a weird one this this week watching this for the first time. It's it's probably been five or so years. Um, in fact, I, I'm pretty sure it has been five years because I remember it had a 30th anniversary Blu-ray release. If I remember correctly, maybe it was the 25th, but like a really cool Blu-ray that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, for 25 or 30 and I, I watched it right after I, I bought the blu-ray so it's probably been since then but like yeah it's a movie i've seen probably a, a half dozen to a dozen times and uh and i you're right i do i do love the movie um but it definitely is i mean watching it for 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 tonight it's definitely of a time like there's definitely some some 80s vibes to it and just in in terms of the the um the direction and the like these the little slow mos that it does a few times here and there that that don't I think probably don't hold up super well in 2021, but the movie itself and like what it is about mm-hmm. and the themes and stuff I think stand the test of time. Even if 
a little some of the the worst notes of the movie don't don't quite do so themselves so yeah it's a hard thing to pull off that sure. sort of norman rockwall part of america that you know late 50s mm-hmm. thing going back and mm-hmm. forth that you know especially now as we get like older and with more context of history you know that sure. that era was like maybe less idyllic as as it presented itself mm-hmm. especially, you know for a lot of americans right. and things like that right. so um not trying to bring. I mean, this isn't a political movie in any way, shape, or form. But but a lot of times, just saying things in that era sometimes don't age as well because you go, okay, this was kind of a dumb way to look, look sure. at this, you know. Yeah. But this story is so micro; it works mm-hmm. really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's really well paced. You know, we've talked about this on the show too, but it's you know you don't. I don't. I don't think you, any of us. Uh, you know, discount Reiner as a director, but you really look at his like 84 to 95 run, that 11 year run. He's got Spinal Tap, Stand By Me, Princess Bride, When Harry Met Sally, Misery, A Few Good Men, and The American President. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty, that's about as good of a run in a lot of different genres any director have. And this, and this is, he has that sort of Mike Nichols thing of he's just really good at working with ensemble. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's a great, Probably because I mean I don't, this is sort of very rudimentary psychoanalysis, but like he's really great with supporting actors. I would assume because he was one. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent agree with you. 